0: All praises, all praises to the Most High. Turn that down, please. Oh, that's mine. It's a here. <laughs> all praises to the Most High. Hey, Shalom, y'all. Most High Christ bless you all. We're back here now for the Sabbath class. All right. Feast of Tabernacles is upon us. All right. The Feast of Tabernacles is upon us. As usual, my name is Man- uh, Minister Masha. My brother here. I'm Officer Daniella. And today's class is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles. All right. We're just going to go over some brief scriptures right now. The Feast of Tabernacles is upon us. So we're going to go over some brief scriptures talking about the, the, the feast, how to keep the feast, when and so forth, uh, what things are we are we to do and observing of this feast, and the importance of it, and where our Lord and Savior stands with regards to the feast, all right, so with no, without any further ado, we're going to get started, we're going to go to our first scripture, all right, let's go to our first scripture, the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, going verses 34 through 36.
1: The book of Leviticus, chapter 23 and verse 34. 34. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles. So the scriptures tell us the law in the law of
0: Moses. He says, Speak unto the children of Israel, and the fifteenth day of
1: the seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles. Read on. For seven days unto the Lord. How many days? For seven days unto the Lord.
0: For seven days unto the Lord is the Feast of Tabernacles. Right? Come on.
1: On the first day shall be in holy convocation. So,
0: the first day of our feast, it is a holy convocation, meaning a holy assembly or holy gathering. We must come together and congregate on this day so we understand that we're in captivity and some people cannot they don't have the assembly with them you have no brothers and sisters to fellowship with but we have to do the best we can all right with the scriptures say we two or more gathered in my name there i am in the midst so if it's you and your wife congregate on this day It's a holy convocation. You must come together, all right, to the best of your ability. Read on.
1: Ye shall do no servile work therein. So
0: now that first day, we are not to do any work. That first day of this feast is a Sabbath. We cannot do any work. You have to get off of work. Tell your job, I can't work. I have a religious observance. Ah. I have a religious observance holiday or holy day and they cannot discriminate against you if they do
1: sue the mess out of them all right read on verse 36 seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the lord
0: so now it says seven days our forefathers were to make an offering unto the lord i heard somebody say one time that um well The scriptures don't say you got to be in a wilderness seven days, right? Right. When it says seven days, we have to make an offering unto the Lord. That's what it's talking about. So for seven days for this feast, our forefathers were to dwell in booths for those seven days. And when it says make an offering unto the Lord today, we don't make an offering of lambs and sheep and goats and animals or any sacrificial offering. But the offering that we make to the Lord today is a spiritual offering where we are, just by being there, you're giving your spiritual offering unto the God, <laughs> unto the most high God. By taking off a of work for this day, you're giving a spiritual sacrifice to the Lord. Right. Because you could have been anywhere, but you're here with us. You're keeping the feast day with us. And that's a spiritual sacrifice to the most high God. Uh From there, let's go to the next script. Let's jump down to Leviticus
1: 23. Let's jump down to verse 39. 39 through 44. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 39. Also, in the 15th day of the seventh month, Uh when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land. So it says, also, in the 15th day of the seventh month, when ye
0: have gathered in the fruit of the land. Hint, hint. Another name for the Feast of Tabernacles is the Feast of Ingathering. Mm. The Feast of Ingathering. Write that in your notes. Huh. Feast of Ingathering. So sometimes you may hear someone say the Feast of Ingathering, or you might see it in other scriptures Feast of Ingathering. It's talking about tabernacles. Mm. Why? Because this feast, this is at the end, this is the last bit of the harvest mm. that we, our people would receive. Of, of their of their fruits and so forth Right Just before you go into winter time When your harvest is done mm. Harvest season finished come winter Right So the feast of ingathering Was w- that last opportunity we had To gather all our crops And give our last big offering As an assembly to the most high God
1: Alright read, read that again Also in the 15th day of the 7th month uh-huh. When ye have gathered in the fruit of the land Come on Ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath. So the first day shall be a Sabbath, as we already touched on. Come on. And on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath.
0: And the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. So we are to dwell in booths for seven days. The first day is a Sabbath. And then you dwell in booths seven days. Then you have another. Holy Convocation to close out the feast on the eighth day. Mm. And
1: that also is a Sabbath. All right. No work to be done. Go ahead. And ye shall take you on the first day, the boughs of goodly trees. All right. So now we're getting more into the feast. These are laws
0: concerning the Feast of Tabernacles. It says, and ye shall take you on the first day. The bows of goodly trees, the sticks
1: of goodly trees. Mm. Come on. Branches of palm trees. Branches of palm trees. <clears throat> and the bows of thick trees. And the bows of thick trees. And willows of the brook. Uh huh. And ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And we, so we are to gather these trees for the
0: feast of tabernacles. Gather the sticks, gather these things, and rejoice
1: unto the Lord. Right? Read on. Verse 41. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. Come on. It shall be a statue forever in your generations. Forever. Right. Forever. Forever. Mm.
0: Forever. Right. right? It shall be a statue forever in your generations. So the children of Israel are still generating today.
1: Right. We are still to keep this day. All right. Read on. Ye shall celebrate it in the
0: seventh month. And that's the month that we're in now. The seventh month. Read on. Ye shall dwell in booths. You shall do what? Dwell in booths. Ye shall dwell in booths. We must dwell in booths. Booths, a.k.a. a hut, Mm. a.k.a. a tent, a.k.a. a teepee. We shall dwell in booths. Right? Come on.
1: Seven days.
0: Seven days. You got to dwell in booths, brother. Right. So you can't dwell in a booth for the first three days and then you go back to the comfort of your house. Or you can't go out into the wilderness, dwell in booths during the day, and then at night go into the cabin. Right. No. We have to, when we do this feast day, we are commemorating something. We are remembering something. It's a memorial. Right. Right. So we have to dwell in booths. Right. Come on. And we're going to get into what, in fact, we are
1: commemorating
0: and remembering.
1: All right. Read on. All that are Israelites born uh-huh. shall dwell in booths. Come on. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. So we
0: will have to remember that the Lord thy God hath made the children of Israel.
1: To dwell in booths. Call your uh, verse where you at. Verse 43. that, That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. Come on. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. Go ahead. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. So this feast that we're keeping
0: tabernacles is to remember... That the Lord caused our forefathers, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt, he caused our forefathers to dwell in booths. They had to dwell in tents, dwell in huts. While they had to travel throughout the, the wilderness unto the promised land, the Lord made our forefathers dwell in booths. So now today, all these years, we have to remember that. We have to commemorate that. This is the real memorial day. That's what you have to remember for a memorial. Remember that your forefathers, when they were brought out of captivity, are we not in captivity today? Right. Yes. Do we not want to be delivered out of captivity? Ah. Well, guess what? When our forefathers was taken out of captivity, before they got to the kingdom, before they got to the promised land, they had to dwell in booths. They had to live in just the hut that they could make. So when we commemorate this day, we are reenacting. We are living what our forefathers went through when they had to do the same thing. When they they had nothing else but each other, their booth, and the Most High. We were a family. We were all together, and we dwelt in our booths. And you're going to see, when you do tabernacles properly, you will see exactly what that means. Because... When you're in the wilderness, if I got sugar or if I got salt or if I got something to eat or right. water or drink and you don't, you're going to come over to my tent like, hey, Minister, uh, Minister my shot. Can we get some sugar? We forgot. We forgot to pack the sugar. Right. All right. No problem, brother. Here's a sugar. Right. So you learn to work with one another. Raccoons start attacking the camp. All the men come together and we got to chase those raccoons out of there. That's right. A bear or whatever it is. Uh. Right? Back in our times with our fathers, I'm sure all types of manner of beasts were trying to come at the camp. And the men had to come together and they had to, you know, come together. All you have is yourself, the Most High, and the Lord and your family. That's it. The sisters come together, washing the dishes, cooking, and so forth. Watching the kids, the brothers. It's all about coming together. It's a beautiful feast day. And it's a biblical feast day. Alright. So from there, let's go to our next script. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 16. verses 13 through 17.
1: The book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 16 and verse 13. Thou shalt observe. The feast of tabernacles, seven days. The law says thou shalt observe the feast of tabernacles, seven days. Come on. After that, thou hast gathered in thy corn and thy wine. There goes that gathering again, gathering in. It says, after that, thou have gathered in thy corn. Come on. In thy corn and thy wine. Thou hast gathered in thy corn in thy wine. Come on. And verse 14, and thou shalt rejoice in thy feast. thou and thy son and thy daughter and thy manservant and thy maidservant. So it
0: says that we have to rejoice in this feast. Keep the Feast of Tabernacles. It says, uh, hold on, let me go back to the top. It says, thou and thy son mm.
1: and thy daughter and thy manservant mm. and thy maidservant. maidservant. And the Levite, and the Levite, the stranger, the who, the stranger, even the stranger, even the stranger,
0: even the other nations, even the Gentile, is supposed to be keeping this day. Is supposed to be keeping our feast day of tabernacles. Hmm. Even the stranger. So you know, in one year, I tell you this. Uh, one year when we kept tabernacles there were other nations out there doing the same thing. So-called Jewish man or whoever they were, they were other nations. And they were out there too, and they understood to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, we ain't had no dealings with them. They didn't even speak to us, but they were cool. They didn't call the cops on us or nothing crazy. There was some Edomites out there that was reporting because there was too many black people in the woods. Yeah. But those, those Edomites yeah. that was keeping it, they ain't have no, they ain't do nothing with us. Right. But that's all spiritual. Because the Bible says even the stranger, mm. the other nations are supposed to keep this day. And we're going to touch on that more in detail as we go along. Read on. And the fatherless. And the fatherless. So the fatherless amongst you, you're supposed to bring them for the feast. And the widow. The widow that are within thy gates. All these people that are within our
1: gates are supposed to be keeping this feast. Right? Uh, Read on. Verse 15. Seven days shalt thou keep a solemn feast unto the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord shall choose. Because the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thine increase and in all the works of thine hands. Therefore thou shalt surely rejoice. Verse 16. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before the (coughs) Lord thy God Uh in the place which he shall choose. Uh In the feast of unleavened bread, Uh and, and in the feast of weeks, the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles, and in the feast of tabernacles. So the
0: feast of tabernacles is one of the high holy days. It's one of the most important. Holy days that Mm. the Lord gave unto us. And it says, all thy males must come to this feast and present themselves to the Most High. Mm. Read on. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty. And don't come before the Lord (laughs) empty-handed. Don't come without no chips or without no dip or without no cups. You better come with something. Right. Come on. Verse 17. Not for me, for
1: the Lord. You got to give your offering for the Lord. Right. Right? Come on. Verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able. You see what the Lord said? He wants every man to give as he is able.
0: Some of us can only give our time. Look, I ain't got nothing, but I'll help you put your tent up. Right. I'll help you clean up. I'll help you carry some stuff. Or I could drive. I'm a driver. I don't got no money right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll give my time. Time. Whatever you have. You got. This is a time for us to give to one another. This is a time to build with one another, help one another. The fatherless, the, the widows,
1: we have to give. This is a giving time, right? Come on. According to the blessings of the Lord thy God, which he had given thee. So give according to the
0: blessings that the Lord thy God had given unto you. If he blessed you with some money mm. and you can help the congregation with whatever, then give. Ble- Share that blessing with the people. That's if right. He blessed you with some time, then share that with the people. Right. If He blessed you with a car and somebody need a ride, give to the people. Don't be the one Oh well, I ain't eating the same food y'all eating, so I'm gonna keep my thirty dollars to myself, and y'all just worry about y'all food. I don't worry about my food. No, that's not how the Lord wants us to be. That Lord don't want us to be like that. When we're in the wilderness. When we are privileged and blessed enough to come out of this captivity and we're in the wilderness, do you think the Lord going to want to hear somebody say, oh, this is my food. Y'all just get y'all food. No, we're all together. We're all a family. We're all one nation, one body in Christ. So we have to come together. We got to change our mindset. We have to think nation We have to think family, all right? Uh, From there, let's go to our next scripture. Let's go to the book because we read in here that, we read a little earlier that the stranger is going to be keeping this day, keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. Let's get to where that time is. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 14, and we want verses 1 through 4. So we read that the stranger must keep the feast of tabernacles. All right, let's see. Let's see when is that? When is it that we're gonna really
1: have all the strangers keeping this day? Let's see. Let's find out. The book of Isaiah, chapter fourteen, and verse one: For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, mm-hmm. and will yet choose Israel, uh-huh. and set them in their own land. So the Lord gonna have mercy on Jacob. And choose
0: Israel, and he's going to set us in our own land. We're not in our own land yet, but the Lord will do this. It's a prophecy, and he's going to set us in our own land. Come on. And the strangers shall be joined with them. And the strangers, the other nations, they're going to be joined with us. The Lord going to say, bring them strangers with you. Bring the other nations with you too. Right? Come on. And they shall cleave
1: to the house of Jacob.
0: And they're going to have to cleave to the house of Jacob. So when Jacob is keeping the Feast of Tabernacles, the strangers are going to have to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. If you look at the photo we have, we show the icons, we show the the, the uh, angel Gabriel over the the people. And then you see the Edomites right there as the children of Israel are taking the strangers with us. The stranger's going to be brought into the land with us, and they're going to cleave unto us, cleave unto the laws, oh. meaning they're going to have to do what we're doing. They're going to have to keep the law, statutes, and commandments as well. Read on.
1: Verse 2, and the people shall take them. It says the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And we're going to bring them to our place. Come on. And the house of Isra- Israel shall possess them. We're going to
0: possess them. When you possess, that means it belongeth. Mm. It belongeth to you. Come on. In the land of the Lord for servants. Oh, there go our servants. You see them there? Mm. We don't possess the strangers in the land of the Lord for servants. Come here, Esau. That's your Mr. Postman.
1: <laughs> Come on. And handmaids. Servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captives. We are gonna take
0: them captives. Come on, Esau. Get your neck right. Put it right in the thing right. Right? Come on. Whose captives they were. We are gonna take them captive. Whose captives. What capti- What is it saying? Captives. Captives. They were. We were. Were we not captives to the so-called white man? Right. Were we not captives to the so-called Arab man? Were we not captives to the so-called Chinese man and... All these other men, the Indian man, the Persians and so forth. Yeah, we was all of their captives. So in that day, it says the Lord going to set us up and we're going to take the people mm. into our land to be our handmaids and servants. Mm. We're going to have to build our own booths. They could build it for us. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just this is simply the truth. This is what the scriptures say. You know, not to seem too harsh <laughs> or anything. Don't want nobody to be bent out of shape. But that's
1: what the scriptures say. Come on. And they shall rule over their oppressors. And we're gonna rule over our oppressors. And it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear, uh huh. And from the hard bondage wherein thou was made to serve. Right. Come on. That thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon uh-huh. and say. How the oppression ceased, the golden city ceased. Right?
0: So, yes. Yeah, so, in that day, the Lord is going to do that glorious thing for our people. He's going to set us up over our oppressors. And the strangers are going to have to go along with our program. Ain't going to be no Christmas in that thing. Ain't going to be no Halloween in that thing. Ain't going to be no Thanksgiving. No, you're going to have to cleave unto the way on which we're going. You're gonna to have to cleave and keep the feast of tabernacle. They're gonna to have to keep it. Right. Or the Lord can remove your head off your body. Have it your way. We could do this like gentlemen, or we could go into some gangsters.
2: <laughs> have it your way.
0: That's what we're gonna to say to them in that day. Right? So from there, let's let's move along. Let's see more. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. The book of Zechariah, chapter 14. And I want verse, uh, verses
1: 16 through 19. The book of Zechariah, chapter 14 and verse 16. And it shall come to pass. The Bible says, and it shall
0: come to pass. Whenever you hear that, and it shall come to pass, it's talking about a future Prophecy, all right? We're talking about the future. So listen good. And it shall come to
1: pass that everyone that is left of all the nations that what? Everyone that is left of all the nations the scripture
0: says that everyone that is left of all the nations. Now let's stop right there. I want to see, let me show you, I'm going to show y'all something real quick. I want to show you how this is translated in the other versions of the bible mm. alright let me get it real quick let's see let's see let's see y'all see that right there take a look at that alright how is this translated in the other scriptures alright Oh, uh, we got them both up there at the same time mm-hmm. alright so let's see let's see I'm gonna read the New American Standard Bible just keep that up there for me uh, it says then it will come about that any who are left of all the nations that went against Jerusalem, right? The new new King James Version. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem. Christian Standard Bible. Then all the survivors from the nations that came against Jerusalem. Let's see some more. Good news translation. Then all of the survivors from the nations that have attacked Jerusalem. (laughs) What is this? Holman Christian Standard Bible. Then all the survivors from the nations that came against Jerusalem. So they are talking about a last one, contemporary English version. Afterwards. The survivors from those nations that attacked Jerusalem. All right, that's good. You can take that down. So when you look at these other translations, they understand something. I mean, you can understand it in the King James Version, but specifically these other translations are telling you it's talking about people that survived.
2: Mm. (laughs) Now, if you
0: survive... That means some some folks got killed right
2: something happened
0: that means some folks got put to death so going back to Isaiah 14 as we said in the end the Lord said he's gonna choose Jacob and he' gonna choose Israel but the people that remnant of people that's left mm. the Israelites gonna take them from handmaids and hand servants so this right here is talking about the same people the survivors. Oh. Those that the Lord have enough mercy on to say, you know what? We ain't going to put you to death right mm. now. We ain't going to let you die in thermonuclear warfare. Some are a remnant of the other nations. Hear me right. A remnant of the other nations. A remnant of the white man. A remnant of the African man. A remnant of the Arabs. A remnant of all the other nations. A remnant. That means a portion a part of them is going to survive. All right? They're not all going to be destroyed by Christ. Some of them are going to survive, and some of them are going to go into the kingdom as our manservants and maidservants. All right? So we can't always, you know, sometimes Israel likes to, they just want to kill everybody. <laughs> we ain't going to kill everybody, but we gonna, it's going to be a portion that the survivors of them are going to do something in the kingdom. So let's see what the Lord going to have them do. Read
1: on with uh, Zechariah. Read again from the top. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 16. Come on. And it shall come to pass uh-huh. that everyone that is left of all the nations...
0: Everyone that's left of all the nations, all those folks of the other nations, those of them that are left, those of them that survived, those of them that didn't die when Christ
1: came with the angels and destroyed this place, Babylon, all of them that is left of the nations which came against Jerusalem uh-huh. shall even go up from year to year to worship the king. In the kingdom, all nations
0: going to go up from year to year to worship the king, Christ. They have to go and worship our Lord and Savior. You ain't got no choice or the Lord can remove your head from your body. <laughs> have it your way. But when the Lord had mercy on you all and he let you survive, he let you live. They're going to come willfully. They're going to say, oh, you know what? He's a black man. Black, God, the black people are God's people. Uh-huh. The Chinaman that survives in that day, he's going to willfully go up. And he's going to be happy. The white man, he ain't going to have nothing to say. Nothing you know wicked to say against our people. He's going to go and he's going to worship Christ in that day. Because he's going to see our power at that time. He's going to see the power of, the, of Christ. That he's going to go right
1: on up and worship. Come on. The Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And they're going to do what? Keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Read it again from the top. And it shall come to pass. Come on. That everyone that is left of all the nations Uh which come against Jerusalem Uh shall even go up from year to year to worship the king. The Lord of hosts. Come on. And to keep the feast of tabernacles. So
0: all nations are going to have to keep the feast of tabernacles. We keeping it now. Right? So no, that don't mean bring your Chinese girlfriend to the feast of (laughs) tabernacles. No. No, brother. You're going off. You don't. Ain't no Chinese girlfriend here. Right? But in that day, we're going to be keep. Every nation is going to have to keep these things. They're going to observe our holy days. They're going to have to keep them. They're going to do them. There's no
1: ifs, ands, or buts about it. Read on. Verse 17. And it shall be that whoso will not come up to of all the families of the earth. Uh-oh, there you go. Whoso don't want to come up and serve the Lord. Of the earth unto Jerusalem. Come on. To worship the king, the Lord of hosts. Even upon them shall be no rain. The Lord said,
0: if you don't want to come here, I'm going to start hitting you with them plagues. Ain't going to be no rain. Come on.
1: And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not that have no rain, there shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to keep the feast of tabernacles.
0: If you heathen don't want to keep the feast of tabernacles, the Lord said, I'm going to smite you with the plague. Mm. That ain't going to be a... That's not going to be fun. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to be no little plague. Because now in the kingdom and you want to be disobedient? Oh, no, man. The Lord going to throw that thing on you. The Lord going to put that thing on you. All right?
1: Read on. Read to verse 19. Verse 19. This shall be the punishment of Egypt Uh and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So in the kingdom... Whoever don't want to
0: keep the Feast of Tabernacles, the other nations, the Lord said, I'm going to punish you. Mm. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to put the plague upon you. It's not going to be a pretty sight. All right. So our wonderful feast that is upon us, the Feast of Tabernacles, is so important. We're going to be keeping it, but also the other nations are going to have to keep it. Just like how today, everybody worshiping Thanksgiving. Everybody keep Thanksgiving. Everybody keep the Halloween In the kingdom, it's not going to be man's days. It's going to be the Lord's days. It's going to be tabernacles. It's going to be the Passover. We're going to be keeping all these days. So that should just show you right there. Keep it. Keep it. Keep the days. Keep the Lord's days. Do them with joyfulness and gladness of heart. You should do it. Right? So from there, let's move on. Let's move on. Now let's go to the book of Judges. Let's go to the book book of Judges, chapter 5 and verse 11. We want to get something out of that real quick. Because, you know, we are in our captivity still. Brothers and sisters got jobs or whatever the case, you know. And uh, there's just certain things with the feast that... We may not be doing right or whatever, but it's about your spiritual sacrifice. You have to really make a spiritual sacrifice on in this day, all right? And when you come to serve the Most High. So let's read it. Judges chapter 5 and 11 real
1: quick. This is Judges chapter 5 and verse 11. They that are delivered from the noise of archers. Come on. In the places of drawing water. Uh-huh there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord. So
0: the Bible says that in the places of drawing water, meaning in our captivity, our people are going to rehearse Mm. the righteous acts of the Lord. So when you, the word rehearse basically means practice. It means practice. All right. So right now we are to rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord. We may not go in the wilderness for real, we might just go to a campsite to keep this day. We may not make our uh, our booths or our tents out of all the trees and everything that the Lord says to do it. We may not do that yet. Maybe one day we will get to that level where we can figure out how to make stuff like that. Right. But until we become outdoor engineers, <laughs> we go, We just set up a tent. We get a regular tent that you can set up. That's rehearsal. That's rehearsing the righteous acts. Man. And every year, when you rehearsing the righteous acts, you don't rehearse and just go backwards. In your, your, you, you know, you and you're rehearsing. You're supposed to be getting better each year, not going backwards. So for the brothers that maybe can't stay for the whole time, rehearse the righteous acts, brother. Set that thing up in your backyard. Set it up in your backyard. Right. Or in your basement. Or in your living room. That's rehearsing the righteous acts. That's and right. your goal should be for the next year to do it better.
1: better.
0: Do it better next year. Endure the wilderness. Endure the cold. Whatever it is. Right? So we have to rehearse the righteous acts. Give me Deuteronomy 6, uh, six and 5.
1: Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord... Thy God uh-huh. with all thine heart. So the Bible says we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all
0: our mind. Everything that you can think in your mind, how you can use your mental capacity to serve the Lord, that's how you should serve him, right? With all your heart, all your mind. And with all thy soul. <clears throat> and all your soul. Everything, you just got put your all into mm. it. Give the Lord everything. Give him all your soul, right? Come on. And with all thy might. And all your might, all your strength. That might be your physical might. So don't come to the Lord, to the feast of the Lord falling asleep. Right. Use all your might to stay up. All your might also might mean your financial, financial might. If you got finances that you can give to the feast or whatever, don't hold back from the Lord. No, buy the best tent that you can buy. Mm. If it's in your, in your, uh, if you're capable of buying it, buy the best thing, buy the best food, get the best garment, give all your strength, stay up long, study, research, give all, give it your all. Cause when we was in the world. When brothers and sisters in the world, they done gave their all to go down to Miami. Mm. They done gave all their strength to go down to on Miami and be wicked as hell. You giving it all your strength. Yo, we wilding out out here. It's YOLO.
2: <laughs>
0: you give all your financial blessings to go do some wickedness. But when it come now, down for the Lord... We don't want to give all our might. We just want to halfway give a little quarter, right. give a little piece to serve the Lord. No, the Bible says to serve the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. So that's what we have to do. All right. From there, let's get some more laws on the feast. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. Book of Nehemiah, chapter 8. Book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, we want
1: verses 14 and 15. The book of Nehemiah, chapter 8 and verse 14. So we're going to, as we go over this,
0: we're going to get some understanding on the Feast of Tabernacles. How can we keep the Feast of Tabernacles? What are things that we, you know, what's permissible in keeping of the feast? right? We understand that we got to dwell in booths, dwell in tents, dwell in tabernacles, right? and going the wilderness and so forth, but let's get some more
1: understanding. Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 14. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded <coughs> by Moses, uh-huh. that the children of Israel shall dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month. So there, the law of tabernacles
0: mm. says that the children of Israel shall dwell in booths. Right? So you got it. The law says we must dwell in booths. So even if your booth is set up in your backyard of your house, don't dwell in the house for that week. Now, yeah, whatever. You go inside, get something, whatever, whatever. But the point is, dwell in your booth. Sleep in your booth. Read in your booth. Do your things. Dwell
1: in your booth. Come on. Verse 15. And that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth onto the mount and fetch olive branches Uh and pine branches Uh and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make boots, as it is written. So the law, the true way to keep tabernacles is
0: you got to go and get your sticks. You got to go get these branches. Pine branches and olive branches and those branches and myrtle branches. The true way to keep the feast is you got to build your booth. You got to use sticks and you got to build that booth. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to build. We're going to come together as a congregation and we're going to attempt to build us a booth. Now may the Lord have mercy on us (laughs) for where we fall short of his glory. Right. Grace. You might have to plead the blood over that booth, but we're gonna do something. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some sticks. We're gonna get the sticks that we can at the campground, and we're gonna come together as a family, and we're gonna build a booth. Mm. What does it say at the end? As it is written. Uh. As it is written. So the law, the true understanding now of tabernacles, the way our forefathers kept it, they would get sticks on the first day, and they would actually build their booth. They didn't go to Walmart and get a tent (laughs) like we doing, right? We rehearsing the righteous acts in these days, but they actually built the booth, all right? Next script, we're going to keep reading. We're actually going to jump down. Go to Nehemiah chapter 8, jump down to
1: verse 16 through 18. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 16. So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths. So the people went forth and they made their booths. That's how tabernacles really was supposed to be
0: kept. Mm. So, you know, we think we cool because we'd be out there for seven days and we'd be in our tents. But when we, when we get to the real level of being the real, real boys, mm.
1: we're going to actually build our booths. We're going to build it ourselves, right? So it says, read it again. So the people went forth. And brought them and made themselves booths. They made themselves booths. Every one upon the roof of his house. So
0: now, let's look at how our people was keeping the Feast of Tabernacles, right? Because not everybody could always go to the wilderness to, to keep it in the wilderness. Not everybody could always go because of captivity. Sometimes you can't move around and
1: all just go to one place to keep it. So it said that our people, read it again from the top, Mm-mm-mm. <clears throat> So the people went forth and brought them and made themselves booths. Our people made booths. They made tents, right? Come on. Everyone upon the roof of his house.
0: So they used to do it upon the roof of their house Mm. in Israel and in the different captivities where our people were. (laughs) Our people traditionally always made their flat houses and they would celebrate tabernacles on the roof of their house. They would make a booth. On the roof of your house, and they would do tabernacles. Hey, maybe that's equivalent to if you ain't got nothing else, nowhere else to do it, right. and you live in the projects, you can only do it on your balcony. Uh. So you made yourself a tent on your balcony. That's the same thing. The Lord understands whatever you're capable of, but remember, we have to serve the Lord with all our heart, and all our soul, and all our might. So if you can do more, then You better go ahead and give it your all. Give the most high your all. But if the best you can do is on your roof or on the project balcony, go ahead and do that thing. Build yourself a booth, a tent on the balcony. Read on. And in their courts and in the courts of the house of God. And in the courts. So in our courts, what would be another example of in your courts today? Maybe in your backyard. Or if you're, you know, if you got some type of land and, and where you live, you might not go all the way out in the wilderness. You might just build it within your gates. Mm. Sometimes people have land where they can. Uh, sometimes people have land where they can. Uh, what do you call it? Do certain things where they can set up in certain places. That's that's permissible according to the scriptures. It's fully permissible. If you have a backyard where you can do it, do it there. Right. If that's the best that you can do at this time, do it there. Maybe in your courts would be also in your basement. One year, I kept it in my basement. Had a big old basement in an apartment. <laughs> Nothing else was out there. I ain't had nowhere to go outside in it. So after a while, we went to the to the campsite with the congregation. We kept it out in the in the wilderness for a couple of days. And then when we came home... We kept it in our basement. Right, Literally slept in that basement in the tent. Did not sleep in the bed. Could not. I could not move myself to sleep in the bed mm. during the feast when we're supposed to be dwelling in booths. Right? Read on. So that's what that's talking about. In your courts, in your gates, on your roof. In the courts of God, meaning back then they used to do it. Maybe your congregation, maybe the school where you at, we have a location. We have a backyard or we have property where we can set it up. That saying is permissible. Where the congregation is, where your church is at, where your school is at. You can keep it there in the courts of uh, the house of God. Come on. And in the street of the Watergate. And in the street of the Watergate. Maybe if it's somewhere in the street, you can keep it there. Come on. And in the street of the gate of Ephraim. And in the street of the gate of Ephraim. So the point here is, you can keep the feast. Keep the feast is the point. Just keep it, right? If you gotta go in your backyard, keep it in your backyard. If you gotta go in your balcony, go on the balcony. If you gotta build on your roof, build on your roof. If you gotta build in the basement of your house to do the tent then do it there, all right? And that, the the Lord will see our efforts of how we're seeking to serve him and the Lord will accept it and have mercy on us because we gotta remember, Judges 5 and 11, we're all rehearsing the righteous acts, all right? So from there, from there, let's go to the book of 2 Maccabees. Let's go to the Apocrypha real quick. Let's go to 2 Maccabees. We want uh, chapter one, 2 Maccabees chapter one. And I want verses 1 through
1: 10. 2 Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 1. The brethren, the Jews that be at Jerusalem and in the land of Judea, wish unto the brethren, the Jews that are throughout Egypt, health and peace. God be gracious unto you and remember his covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his faithful servants. And give you all in heart to serve him and to do his will with a good courage and a willing mind. And open your hearts in his law and commandments and send you peace and your prayers and be at one with you and never forsake you in the time of trouble. Come on. And now we be here praying for you. <clears throat> what time as Demetrius reigned uh-huh. in the hundred three score and ninth year, we the Jews wrote unto you in the extremity of trouble that come upon us in those years. Right. From the time that Jason and his company revolted from the holy land and kingdom.
0: So the Maccabees are writing a letter to the brethren. They're just talking about everything that we've gone
1: through, right? Come on, read on. Verse 8. And burnt the porch and shed innocent blood. And
0: they're talking about how the Greeks tore down our our, uh, temple and the porch and everything.
1: And they burned it and so forth. Come on. Then we prayed unto the Lord. And we and were heard. We offered also sacrifices and fine flour. So then our people during the Maccabees, they prayed to the Lord and the Lord
0: heard our prayers. And the Lord delivered us out of the hands of the Greeks. Come on. And lighted the lamps and set forth the loaves. And we were able to regain and rededicate the temple, <laughs> relight the lamps put the loaves of the holy bread, the show bread, and so forth, we were able to rededicate our temple
1: during this time. Read on. Verse 9. And now see that ye keep the Feast of Tabernacles in the month sal- Salu, Kaslu. 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 Right. So it says, and now see that ye keep
0: the Feast of Tabernacles in the month of Kaslu.
1: Right? Come on. In the hundred fourscore and eighth year, the people that were in Jerusalem and in Judea and the council and Judas sent greeting and health unto Aristobulus, king of Ptolemais, master, who was of the stock of the anointed priests, and to the Jews that were in Egypt.
0: So, this was a letter that our forefathers, during the time of the Maccabees, they wrote this letter to the other congregations, and they were bidding them to keep the Feast of Tabernacles in the seventh month. Keep it. Still keep it. Right? So they said, hey, regardless what's happening, regardless the Greeks came up against us, and we in captivity, and we got all types of things going on, they wrote the letter and they still was Telling them as the t te- as the teachers, as mm. the elders, as the priests, they say, keep the feast of tabernacles. Keep it in the seventh month. Mm. All right. Keep it in its appointed time. All right. So now let's let's look at the New Testament. Did our people keep it in the New Testament, or Christ and His followers? Let's go to John, John chapter one, uh, chapter seven, verses one through three.
1: John, chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. The book of John, chapter 7, verse 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. All right, come on. Now, the Jews' feast of tabernacles The what? The Jews' feast of tabernacles... Was at hand.
0: So now the Feast of Tabernacles, we're talking about it in the New Testament. Our forefathers, Christ is there, Mm. they're keeping the Feast of Tabernacles. Come
1: on. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest.
0: And he was saying, go, go into the city, keep the feast over there so that those brothers and sisters can see what you're doing. Uh, They see that Christ, you keeping the feast too. So let's see, let them see your good works. All right. So we see from the Old Testament to the Apocrypha, even to the New Testament, it's talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, how come Christians ain't never doing the Feast of Tabernacles? Mm. They keep Halloween and they keep uh." Uh, Thanksgiving but all throughout the Bible it says a tabernacle Mm -hmm. the only tabernacle they keep is the holy tabernacle of God (laughs) that's the name of the church that's the only (laughs) tabernacle that they want to keep this is that tabernacle of the Lord yeah right but you're not keeping the days right so from there so now we see that Christ kept it we see Christ's followers kept it we see our forefathers kept it in the old times and all throughout the Bible yeah The Feast of Tabernacles all throughout this Bible, all throughout, right? So now let's deal with Christ. Let's deal more with Christ in this day, all right? Because is Christ in the day? Is Christ in Tabernacles? Is Christ a part of Tabernacles? Let's see. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7 real quick.
1: Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Come on. Then said, I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. So through the Spirit, Christ spoke through the Psalms, and he said, lo, I come through the volume of the book. Come on. It is written of me to do thy will, O God.
0: It is written of me. It is written of Christ to do thy will, O Mm. God. And God's will, as as it says in Psalms 48, is to keep, keep the, the commandments, is the law. That's his will, the mm-hmm. law, right? So Christ, through the Spirit, said, "Lo, I come in the volume of the book. The volume of the book, what is the volume of the book? That's this whole thing. Mm. That's the whole book from front to back, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The Old Testament, the Apocrypha, and the New Testament. And what we just showed you, we showed you that tabernacles is spoken of all throughout the Bible, right? So now, since Christ said, I come in the volume of the book, let's get an understanding. So when the Bible talks about tabernacles, we should be able to see Christ in the feast day, right? So let's see. Let's get an understanding. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We want verses 1 through 4. Let's see Christ in this feast day. In the feast that we're keeping, the day of tabernacles is, is amongst us.
1: Let's see Christ in it. All right? 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud. So Paul said to the Corinthians, Moreover, brethren, I would
0: not that you should be ignorant mm. that all our fathers... Wait a minute. Paul was a an a uh, Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. Right. The Corinthians, I thought they was Europeans. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> they must be Israelites. Right. Because he said, brethren, right. don't you know all our fathers was under the cloud? Mm. Come on. And all passed through the sea. And, and all passed through the sea with Moses, when Moses split the Red Sea. All our fathers was back then. He's talking to
1: Israelites. Come on. Verse 2. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and the sea. Right? Come on. And did all
0: eat the same spiritual meat. And all our fathers did eat the same spiritual meat. They were learning the laws back then from Moses, right? Come on. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. And they all did drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock. For they drank of the spiritual rock that was with them in the wilderness back then. As they were being delivered out of Egypt, they drank from the spiritual rock. That followed them. That followed our forefathers in the wilderness. Come on.
1: And that rock was Christ. And that rock was who? That rock was Christ. So Paul just told you
0: plainly. Right. That back in the days with Moses, when the Israelites were being delivered out of Egypt, and they was receiving spiritual food and spiritual drink, and a cloud overshadowed them, and they was baptized in the water, Split in the Red Sea. That that spiritual rock, that spiritual one back then, that was Christ. That was the Lord back then. Mm. Christ said, for lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So now let's go back in time. Let's go back to what, what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about back in Egypt. Fleeing our people when they were fleeing from Egypt. Let's go back to that, all right? Let's go back in time and let's see. He said Christ was back then. So let's go see if Christ was there. Because Paul just told you he got the understanding. He was anointed to do this thing and have the understanding and teach. Paul just told you Christ was back then. So let's go see. Let's see Christ back then. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 13, and we want verses 17 through 22.
1: Exodus chapter thirteen and verse seventeen. And it and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, Uh that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. So when
0: when our people were
1: delivered by the
0: hand of Moses, right by the power of the Most High, it said that Pharaoh let the people go, and God said, "I'm not going to take the children of Israel." Through the land of the Philistines. Come on. Although that was near. Even though it was a shortcut to get to Israel to go through the land of the Philistines, the Lord said, I'm not going to take them through the Philistines. Let's
1: see why. Come on. For God said, let's preadventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt.
0: So the Lord said, I'm not going to take them through the Philistines land. Because when they go up to the Philistines, the Philistines was a mighty nation right. at this time. And they had war, they had men, they had chariots too. I just delivered them from the Egyptians' hand. Mm. If I send them through the Philistines' land, they're going to be like, oh man, God trying to get us killed out here. Mm. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to bondage. Right? And the same thing would happen today with some of our some of these Negroes out here. Right. The Lord take us out and take us through a land, they're gonna be like, oh man, I'm going back to New York. Mm. I'm going back to New York where we were safe. Right? So the Lord knew what he was doing. The Lord said, I'm not gonna take them through the Philistines land because they're gonna get all, they're gonna repent and they're gonna be like, we're going back to bondage. Right. We're
1: going back to captivity, right? Read on. Verse, Call read it. Verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. So purposely the Most High said, I'm gonna lead them through the wilderness.
0: I'm gonna take them through the, the, through the bush, through the yard. I'm gonna take them through the bush, right? But a bushman out there <laughs> He said, I'm gonna take them through the wilderness. I'm going to take them through the trees where the animals are. I'm not going to allow them to go through the city and go through the Philistine land because they're going to see the Philistines and the weapons they got. They're going to be like, oh, shoot, the Lord trying to kill us. Let's mm-hmm. go back to
1: Egypt. So the Lord said, I'm going to take them through the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Come on. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn to the children of Israel, saying, "God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you." So Moses took Joseph's bones. When Joseph was set up, he was
0: of a, a governor, a vizier in Egypt. The, Joseph always told him, "Hey, when I die, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna go with y'all. I'ma die here in this land. But when y'all are delivered, and the Lord surely shall deliver you." Take my bones out of here, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what Moses kept that promise. And our people passed that word down. Said Mo- Moses was so far removed from Joseph. But our people still remember, hey, Joseph said, once we get out of here, we got to take his bones out of here. So Moses knew that. And Moses took
1: Joseph's bones out of Egypt, right? Read on. Verse 20. And they took their journey from Sukkoth. From Succoth, which means
0: booths. That word, that's the name, tabernacles, the real name of tabernacles is Saka, mm. right? Or Sakawat in the ancient Hebrew. This day means booth. I mean, this word means booths or tents or encampment. That's what this word means. All right? So it said
1: that they did what? And they took their journey from Sukkoth. Come on. And encamped in Etham.
0: And they encamped. When it says and they encamped, it means they set up camp. Mm. That means they pitched their tent and started building their tent where they were in this city of Etham. Right? Come on. In the edge of the wilderness.
1: In the edge of the wilderness. Come on. Verse 21. And the Lord went before them. By, in who? And the Lord. In the who? And the Lord. In the Lord. Spell it. L O R D. Capital letters. Capital L O R D. Right.
0: L-O-R-D. Capital L O R D. It says, "In the Lord
1: went before them." The Lord went before the children of Israel by day in a pillar of a cloud. In the daytime, where the
0: Lord was up in his, uh, let's say. In his craft right. or in his, uh, he's in something, <laughs> they call it a cloud. <laughs> All right. So we're going to say, just call it what they see something up there and they're like, there's a cloud up there and the Lord is in that thing. So by the daytime, they called
1: it a cloud. He was in the Lord. Read it again. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud. And the Lord went before
0: them by day in a pillar of a cloud, right? So they see something, they see a cloud, they say the Lord is up there, come on. To lead them the way. And the Lord led them the way, come on. And by night in a pillar of fire. And at nighttime, now that cloud is lit up and shining and burning to the point where they like, The Lord is in fire now. Mm
1: -hmm. He's in a pillar of fire now by night. Come on. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. And by night,
0: the Lord was in a pillar of fire to give our people light. Right. So read on to go by day and night. So the Lord made sure that he would guide them in a pillar of cloud by day. And he would guide them in a pillar of fire by night. So that they can be led, and they
1: can see him regardless, whether it's day or night. Right? Come on. Verse 22. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. So, this is that spiritual rock, that spiritual cloud that Paul
0: was talking about. Where it says in the Old Testament, it said the Lord, the Lord. The Lord. Well, guess what? I don't know of any clouds that contain the Most High God. <laughs> I don't know of any cloud that can contain. Look, if we all got up in a cloud right now, that cloud would eventually disintegrate. Because cloud is just mist and, you know, H2O and all types of gases and so forth, right? So if you in a cloud, you just going the cloud eventually gonna break up. Right. You, you look at clouds today, you see them, and they phase out. They, the smoke and the clouds just disappear eventually, right? So now, how are we supposed to imagine that the most high God, creator of all things, is dwelling in a cloud? <laughs> no, that wasn't the most high God. That was Christ. That's right. That was Christ. And that's what Paul told you. He said, I don't want y'all to be ignorant. I don't want y'all to be silly. (laughs) I don't want you to be acting stupid. All right? But that was Christ back then. Right. That was leading our forefathers through the wilderness. That was Christ that was in the cloud. And he fed our brothers and sisters, our fathers. He fed them the spiritual meat, manna from the sky, and so forth. Gave them water from the rock. That was all Christ. Christ said, For lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. We ain't never seen the most high God. We only seen Christ. That's why Christ said in the New Testament, He said, If you see me, you've seen the Father. So when you see and you're dealing with Christ, that's why you gotta deal with Christ. There's no way around it. You gotta deal with Hamashiach Yahweh. You have to deal with him. He is the one, he's the one that comes in the name of the Father. You can't even talk to Trump right now face to face. But if you you could write Trump a letter and maybe Trump will have a messenger come to you. Now, how come it ain't the same thing with the most high? Oh, I deal with the most high direct. I go to the most high. No, you don't. You don't deal with the most high, the king of all the world's direct. You deal with his son. (laughs) You deal with the one who he wants you to deal with. And he sent his son as the perfect representative of him. So when we read here, the Feast of Tabernacles is a feast where we go in the the wilderness and we commemorate how our forefathers was dwelling in booths and they dwelt in the wilderness. So right now, what what we just showed and proved to you is that while our forefathers was doing that in the wilderness, Christ was in the midst. Christ was there. Christ was the one, the Lord that was showing them things. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Christ is the one that was there. Christ is the one that was always there. So now when we keep it, let's keep Christ in the midst. Let's keep Christ in this day. Let's keep our Lord and Savior in this day, all right? All praises, all praises. Give me John chapter 14 and verse 6.
1: The book of John, chapter 14, and verse 6. Jesus said unto him, Uh I am the way. Christ said, I am the way. I am the way. Come on. The truth. I'm the truth. And the life. And the life. No man cometh unto the Father Uh but by me.
0: You can't come to the Most High except for by me. You can't deal with the Most High except for by me. So if you don't believe in Christ, you don't believe in the Messiah, you might as well just jump off in the river somewhere. (laughs) Christ said you can't deal with the Father except through me. I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. So as we keep these feast days, we got to look. We're dealing with the laws, the laws of Moses. We got to keep Christ in the midst of it. Right. Right. We ain't just a bunch of crazy people celebrating the, the Old Testament laws, and we don't believe in Christ. No, you got to keep Christ in that thing because he's in it, right? Matter of fact, let's show you. Let's go to the next script. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. Mm. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. We're going to prove mm. to you that this ain't just about uh, Old Testament only or whatever the case. No,
1: you got to keep Christ in that thing. Christ is in it, and you got to keep him in it. Come on. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. To the law and to the testimony. It says to the law, to the law, to the law, the
0: Mosaic law, the law, statutes and commandments. To the law. And, and To the testimony And to the testimony Hmm I wonder what the testimony is <laughs> What is the testimony We're gonna show you We're gonna show you what the testimony is The scripture says To the law And to the testimony If they speak not according to this word If you don't speak law And testimony mm. If you only speak in law mm. Without Christ mm. Without the testimony If you only speak in testimony of Christ mm. But no laws <laughs> What the Bible
1: said, It is because there is no light in them.
0: If you, if you only given one without the other, you speaking that it's because there ain't no light in you. You have no understanding. You, you don't have any blessing in you. You don't have any spirituality. No, you, you're in, you're in spiritual darkness. If you don't speak to the law and to the testimony, you can't have one without the other, right? So we know what the law is, the law of Moses, the commandments that the Most High gave through Moses and so forth. We know that that's the law. Let's get the understanding of the testimony. What is the testimony? Let's go to Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10. What is the testimony that Isaiah was talking about?
1: Let's see. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. Uh Uh-huh. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am the fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. He said, I am a fellow servant and of
0: thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, have the testimony of Yahawashah.
1: Worship God.
0: He said, worship God. Don't fall down at your feet for me. Worship the Most High.
1: For the testimony of Jesus... For
0: the testimony of Christ, the testimony of Jesus...
1: Is the spirit of prophecy. The
0: testimony of Christ Mm. is the spirit of prophecy. That's why Christ said, for Lord, I come in the volume of the book. Mm. The testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Hmm... So Moses was a prophet, right? Damn. Moses prophesied about the slave ships and so forth before it happened. Mm. So what does this mean about Moses? He had Christ. Spirit, right. And guess what? We see that he had, had Christ. He went up into the mountain. Who was he dealing with? He was dealing with Christ. Right. Wasn't the most high. He was talking to God through the burning bush. You think God was in a burning bush? <laughs> if God was in a burning bush, the whole earth would be on fire. Right. No, that was Christ in that bush. So Moses was dealing with Christ. So Moses as a prophet had the testimony of Christ, the spirit of prophecy. Um, hmm, Prophet Ezekiel, he's a prophet, right? He was able to prophesy about certain things, right? The Ezekiel, Christ is known in the scriptures as the son of man. Mm. When many times when Ezekiel was prophesying, he was calling himself son of man. Why was he being called son of man? Because at that time when he was in the spirit, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Right. When you was in that spirit, that spirit that was in you was Christ. That was the spirit of Christ that was in you. That's why I said son of man. Cause it wasn't Ezekiel that the Lord was talking to at that time. It was the son of man. It was Christ speaking through Ezekiel. Um. Right? King David. David had the spirit of prophecy on him and he talked about, uh, my bones is not broken. Right? Mm. He talked about dogs having compassed around me. Right? Mm-hmm. All these things that he was prophesying goes back to Christ. Right? So the testimony when we read in Isaiah 8 and 20 to the law. So you must be keeping God's laws, right? The the laws that was given through Moses. You must be keeping the law and the testimony, meaning the spirit of prophecy, meaning the understanding of Christ, the spirit of Christ. You must have the law and the testimony, the spirit of Christ. All right. And it says that the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So if you're a prophet, you got to have the spirit of Christ on you. Right. Not talking about you, Muhammad, and you ain't give one prophecy. <laughs> and you and, and, and call it Christ Esau. And all this other whatever stuff, right? No, that's not a prophet. The true prophets are the prophets in the scriptures that believed in Christ. Abraham and all of them. Isaac, Jacob, yeah. Ezekiel, David, Daniel, Isaiah. To the Lord, to the testimony. All right. From there, Revelation, flip over to uh, Revelation
1: chapter 14 and verse 12. Flip over to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. The scripture says, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they. That keep the commandments of God.
0: Here are they that keep the commandments of God like we're keeping the Feast of Tabernacles because it's a commandment of the Most High. And the faith
1: of Jesus.
0: And you got to have the faith of Christ. So you don't just keep the laws and don't believe in Christ like the so-called Jewish. You got to keep the laws and have faith in our Messiah and the sacrifice that he gave for us, for the children of Israel. So, you got to keep the commandments of God with faith in Christ. Commandments in Christ. Commandments in prophecy. Commandments in testimony. All right? So, now let's bring it all together. Why are we doing it? Let's bring it all together for the Feast of Tabernacles. How does this apply? Let's go to Matthew chapter 17, our last scripture. Matthew chapter 17. And we want verse
1: 1, 1 through 5. The book of Matthew, chapter 17, and verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart. So it says, and after six days,
0: Christ mm-hmm. took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brought them into a high mountain. All right? He took, he took his disciples and brought them into a high mountain. Come on.
1: And was transfigured before them.
0: And it says he was transfigured before them. Let's get the picture. So there you go. There is a depiction right there of Christ being transfigured before his disciples. Now, let's get the icon where it shows them as black
1: men. (laughs) I mean,
0: that one right there, I say they black there too, but let's get the actual icon. Where is it at? You got it? There go the icon right there. Christ being transfigured before his disciples. So, when it says transfigured, his body changed. He went from flesh and blood into a spiritual body. Right. Real quick. Mm. Right. Almost like the matrix. His body just start changing before his disciples. He was transfigured. And his face begun to shine.
1: Right. Read on. <clears throat> and his face did shine as the sun. And his, raim- his raiment was white as the light. So when Christ was being transfigured. It says his face
0: did shine. As the sun in his raiment was white
1: as the light. Mm. Read on. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias. Moses. Now, as Christ
0: transfigured, here go Moses. You can see it in the photo there. Mm. You see two men standing with Christ. So you see Moses on one side and Elias or the prophet Elijah mm. on the other side. So now you have the disciples here. Christ started transfiguring, and his body starts shining and light and face off his face and everything. He started looking glorious. And then then Moses appeared through the spirit and Elijah, the prophet Elijah, appeared also through the spirit. Right? Read on. Talking with him. And they were talking to Christ. So the the disciples is like, yo, what Mm. is going on here? You got Christ right there You got Moses right there Elijah right there And they all speaking to Christ
1: Yo, this is crazy what's happening Right? Let's read on Verse 4 Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus Lord, it is good for us to be here Lord, it is very good that we have been brought here Mm. I am very happy to be here Right (laughs) That's what
0: Peter said He said, Lord, it is good for us
1: to be here. Come on. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles. If you will, Lord, Mm. let us
0: make here for you right now. Mm. Let us make three tabernacles. They knew something. Mm. They understood something about the Feast of Tabernacles. And what they were seeing at this moment Made them think and say, let us make
1: tabernacles. Right. Let us make three tabernacles. Come on. One for thee. One for you, Lord. And one for Moses. One for Moses. And one for Elias. And one for Elijah the prophet. They said, let
0: us make three tabernacles here, Lord. They knew something about the spiritual side of tabernacles. Mm. They knew something about tabernacles, the feast of tabernacles that we don't. They said, Peter said, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles. One for you, one for you,
1: one for uh, Moses, and one for Elijah. Read on. Verse 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Uh Uh-oh, there go that cloud again. Mm.
0: There go that cloud again as they were sitting there speaking and and Peter said, I want to do tabernacles for you. Here come the cloud. Mm. That same cloud that was dwelling back in the days when our people was in tabernacles. The same cloud that led our people out of Egypt. Mm. Here comes the cloud and
1: it overshadowed them. Come on. And behold, a voice out of the cloud. And, And now a voice came out of the cloud. Which said, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. And I am well pleased in this brother. Hear
0: ye him. Listen to him. Mm. Hear ye him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Mm. I, I I know Moses is standing there. And I know Elijah's standing there, huh. but hear Christ. Hear my son. At the end of the day, listen to what he
2: says.
0: Mm. I, I, I know Moses is there and he a mighty prophet. I know Elijah is a prophet of prophets. But hear Christ. Is
1: that it on that? Come. Huh. That's verse five? That's verse five. Hear you. Uh... Read it one more time. This is Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Give us verse 6. Verse 6. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. Right. Mm. So, this
0: is a beautiful thing. You know, so our forefathers, they went through the Feast of Tabernacles. They kept the feast. And Peter at this time here, They knew something about the Feast of Tabernacles. A spiritual thing. All right. So I pray that as we keep the Feast of Tabernacles. We get the understanding. The full understanding. We will be. Lord's will bringing out classes. Live from the wilderness. We will be going over the scriptures. Reading the laws. Reading the scriptures. While we're dwelling in booths. And we pray that you do the same. Keep this Feast. This feast is not only about dwelling in booths, but Christ, our Lord and Savior, is the fulfillment of this feast. Mm. The Lord is our tabernacle. That's right. We have to dwell in him. Right. Right? So we give all praises to the Most High in Christ. We give all glory and honor. We thank you for sticking around with us and learning this class today. Follow our pages, Holy Saints and Apostles. Holy Saints and Apostles Nashville. Holy Saints and Apostles at ATL. And also follow us on YouTube. Alright. So we give all praises and honor. Once again, my name is Minister Masha. I'm Officer Daniela. Shalom. Most High in Christ. Bless
1: you all. Shalom. Welcome to the What What Your Pastor Pastor Won't Tell You podcast. Each week, we go on an in-depth scriptural journey to awaken the nation of Israel who are scattered to the four corners of the earth. Our lessons are focused on instructing Israel to repent and to return to God's laws, statutes, and commandments. Also, feel free to subscribe to our youtube channel humble beginnings and with that take, take a, a listen, listen.